This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International, and I want to welcome you once again to the Warning Radio program. My special guest today is Dr. Willy Brand Sicha from Cameroon. Originally, he was in Cameroon. Now, he's in America. Welcome, Dr. Sicha. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't you tell the audience why you had to leave Cameroon? First of all, thank you for interviewing me. After we left Cameroon four years ago, that's 2017, the month of August. And the principal reason why I was leaving Cameroon was because there was this political crisis going on in Cameroon where, because Cameroon actually is a country which was colonized by the English and the French. So we speak both languages in Cameroon. I actually come from the English speaking part of Cameroon, which is in the minority. So Cameroon has 10 regions. Two of these regions are English speaking and eight are French speaking. So the English felt like they are being marginalized by the French. So because of that, they've gone through that for many years. So the English-speaking Cameroonians began desiring to have the independence from French Cameroon. Now, prior to that, I had a vision. I've been preaching in Cameroon, holding conferences all over Cameroon. And I had a vision where I saw a political revolution coming to Cameroon, being pioneered by young people. And most of these young people were Christians. So I began talking about that long before it began. I began talking about a political revolution as it coming in the nation of Cameroon being pioneered by young people. And so I had meetings with uh, three Christian aspiring politicians and I began talking to them about that. And a couple of months after I've been talking about that, then uh, the crisis broke out. So it's kind of like, a civil war. So the, the English-speaking Cameroonians are fighting for their independence from the French Cameroon. So there was this clash between the English-speaking Cameroonians, the civilians, against the military of French Cameroon. So um, that's the crisis which is going on. While it was going on, I kept on talking, advocating, talking against marginalization, talking about equality of rights and all that stuff. But you see, just like Africa, if you know Africa very much, you know, even though they may claim to practice democracy and freedom of speech, the truth is this, after your speech, you're no longer free. So they may say, oh, there's freedom of speech and all that stuff. But after your speech, you're no longer free. And most African presidents are definitely dictators. In fact, my president has been in power ever since I was born. 
since 1982. He's been the president of Cameroon up till today. You know, and so I began talking about the crisis and all that stuff. And so um, it aroused, it caused the, the government to, to start coming after me. So I had to escape because a colonel in the army, who is a pastor as well, met with another pastor and showed him the list of those that are supposed to be arrested. And my name was on the list. So I began um, looking for opportunities to flee from Cameroon, you know, and thank God a lot opened the door and, and I had to flee from Cameroon, you know, and ever since I, I left Cameroon, I've not, I've not gone back. So that was what actually happened before I left Cameroon. Now, let me ask you a question. You said there are, what, 10 regions that were English and eight that were uh, French? No, Cameroon has 10 regions. Eight of these regions are French-speaking. Two of the regions are English-speaking. All right. So, the, yes, I actually come from the English-speaking region of Cameroon. Okay, very good. What other than French or English, what other language do the people in Cameroon speak? Well, they, they have uh, different dialects, you know, but they have, though they have different dialects, several villages, each village having their own dialect, but none of these dialects is a national language. So well, we have just two national languages, English and French, but we have different dialects. Well, let me ask you a different question. How many tribes do you have? Oh, I can't really know the, the, the number, but there are so many tribes in Cameroon, so many tribes. I actually come from what is called the Ngemba tribe. I come from the Ngemba tribe, and Ngemba has a couple of villages on that tribe, you know, but we have several tribes I don't even know. So each tribe has their own language, is that correct? Yeah, each tribe has each. The issue is when you talk of a tribe, for example, a tribe will be made up of a couple of villages together. Now, each of these villages have their own languages, but there is a similarity in the languages of, of, of the villages in a particular tribe. So I come from the Ngemba tribe. On, on the Ngemba tribe, we have different, different, smaller villages, and each of them have their own language. But in most cases, there will be similarities in, in, in you know, similarities, but just, but uh, the difference could be a change of certain pronunciation, certain words, and all that stuff. But, you know, they, they each have their own different dialects, but there's a lot of similarity. What tribe does the president come from? Uh, the president of Cameroon comes from uh, well, he comes from, from the central region, which, of course, uh, uh, that's where you talk of central region, you're talking like a province. He comes from the central region, and precisely, uh, what is his village again? I, I think his village has gone off my head. Um, uh, he, um, he's actually a Wondo. A Wondo is a village within uh, uh, the central region. So he comes from the central region, but the, the specific village, I, I think, I can't really remember right now. The specific village, yeah. So is Cameroon, uh, like many countries in Africa, Kenya has 42 tribes and tribalism is very prevalent. And so tribes, uh, they, they all want their own tribe to be the president. Yeah. Um, the problem with, you know, because before Cameroon became the Republic of Cameroon, we had English Cameroon and French Cameroon. So, but I think in 1961, they decided to be together by voting and but there were certain terms that had to be met, you know, and and so if the if the president was was French speaking, then the next in command would be the prime minister with the English speaking. But the but even though the prime minister today is still the next in command, yet a lot of things have changed. This present president 
you know, he's changed a lot of things. And, and that's the sad thing with Cameroon, um, which also may be the case with some African countries. The president, you know, changes the laws. Like, for example, in Cameroon, the president is the head of the, the, the armed force. He is the head of the judicial system. He is the head of um, basically everything. So you can't even take the president to court because he's the, he's the head of the Supreme Court. So how are you going to judge him? He's the head of the Supreme Court. He's the head of um, the, um, the armed forces and all that stuff. So it's just, so he's changed the constitution a couple of times just to suit his interests. So that's the, the problem. And when they do that, they surround themselves with their relatives. They're going to put their relatives in high position that you can you can easily kick, kick them out. You can't kick them out. You can't kick them out. So that's the problem. So he's the president. The, the generals in the army would be probably his cousins and all that stuff. You can you can kick them out. You know, so um, that's the challenge. All right. So then um, basically, what is it like? English against French, uh, the people, are, are, are they that, uh, dis, you know, with disunity, is it English against French or what? Yeah, well, the, 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 the fight right now is actually between the English-speaking Cameroonians and the government of the Republic of Cameroon. And the because the, is the government the, French? Yeah, you see, the, the government is French. This is the, this is the issue. In Cameroon, if you work for the government, you belong to the ruling party. If you work for the government, you have to belong to the ruling party. Like all the governors in Cameroon, they belong to the ruling party. Because the governors are being appointed. They are not elected in Cameroon. They are being appointed. So the president appoints governors. You cannot be a governor and be in the opposition party. The ministers, whatever you want to call it, they belong to generally to the ruling party. Generally. So, um, you know, the armed forces, of course, the ruling party, you know, so, um, so the English speaking communists are fighting against the French government. Yeah. against the French government. Are they actually fighting? Yeah. A real serious war, serious killings. I have a lot of pictures on my phone. In fact, while I was in, Cam while I was in Cameroon, I, you know, um, um, I almost got killed. I almost got killed because while they were fighting and shooting guns, a bullet passed just very close to my ear. Just very close to my ear. A bullet. So they, they, they're killing. They're using all kinds of weapons. They're burning houses. People are becoming, how you know, you know, people are becoming, they're losing their houses, losing their properties. The French, the, the military, the French military comes in and is, you know, burning houses, Killing people, killing children, killing women, and all that stuff, raping women, it's it's a sad thing. So many people have gone without houses, without homes. So many people. In fact, my father was my father was my father was kidnapped. And it's it's gotten so worse to the point that the French government has now also sent civilians among the English speaking Cameroonians. They have sent civilians to come in and disguise as civilians, and these civilians mingle with every other person and these civilians are killing people within English Cameroon. It's gotten that bad. So you have soldiers, French soldiers, who have disguised like civilians and they come into the English speaking zone and they are killing within. They're killing the, the English speaking Cameroonians. You, when you see them, you don't know they are military. You think they are civilians. 
and the attack and the kill and the burn house and all that stuff. My dad was my my dad was actually kidnapped. It was did your dad survive? Yeah, he survived after a series of negotiations. They began demanding money. We, the family had to struggle to raise some money for his release before he was released. But even when he was released, they still came after him. He he escaped from the house up till today. My dad is not in the house now for more than three years. How long has Cameroon been in a civil war? Um, this the intensity of this crisis actually began in two thousand and sixteen. This this particular crisis began in 2016 but it's something that they have, they have been fighting before for, for many years now but um it wasn't that very intense but from 2016 it, it became more intense it now it's now it's terrible now it's it's so terrible my family has been on the run you know and all that stuff it's 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 so terrible every time i think about it i've lost so many people so many people have been killed because of that. i've lost so many people and the killing is so bad to the point where it's not only shooting, killing with guns, they, they use machetes to cut off people's head. It, it's so sad. It's so sad. Being here in America, every day I'm in tears thinking of what is going on with my family back at home and all that stuff. How many people live in Cameroon? Cameroon should have uh, a population approximately uh, um, approximately 20, between 23 to 25 million or so. I would say between twenty-three and twenty-seven million, approximately. You know, I don't. I don't think, um, Pastor. I don't think that most of the world realizes that Cameroon is in civil war. Yeah, a, a lot of people may not realize it, but of recent, the of recent, the 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 U.S. government, I think the Secretary of State or so, signed um um uh, signed um um uh, I think a decree or so. It, Issuing TPS to Cameroonians who are fleeing from the crisis. That's temporal protective status. Cameroonians who, who are in the U.S. who are fleeing from the crisis in Cameroon. The, I think I think the Secretary of State of recently just signed uh, uh, um, signed granting them a temporal protective status. So it, it's so sad. It, it's all over the news, all over the media, all over Facebook. I mean, I was I, I have been an activist. I've been an activist on this and I've been talking a lot about that and my videos went so viral, they were being watched all over the world and, and all of that. So it, it's so sad. It, it it's so sad, yeah. So it's all over. In fact, some of some of the, the activists escaped to Nigeria and the French government, French Cameroon, the government sent military men they connived with the Nigerian government. And while this group of activists will flee to Nigeria as refugees while they were in a hotel having a meeting the french military appeared right in the meeting in nigeria and arrested these people and flew them straight to cameroon think about it the french the, the french military the, the french military flew into nigeria arrested these activists who were having a meeting in a hotel they just got into the hotel with guns took them out of the hotel straight to the plane and flew them to Cameroon. Think about it. So it's it's so sad, and and to realize that that act could be done in Nigeria, that we expect that the Nigeria should should also help this situation. It's it's so sad, and and that is a picture of Africa. There is no democracy in Africa. You don't you cannot trust the leadership leaders in Africa. You cannot trust them. There is no democracy, whatever. Absolutely. So then Cameroon. 
what religion is it supposed to be? Cameroon, generally, um, because the northern part of Cameroon is basically Muslims. So out of the 10 regions, three of these regions, you know, practice Islam. So we, we're talking of Adamawa region, the northern region, and the extreme north region. Then the rest seven is supposedly to practice Christianity. So you would say seven regions practice Christianity and uh, three regions practice Islam, basically. Wow. Three really re uh, regions practice Islam. Yeah. And, and seven practice Christianity. Yeah. But then, also, but then also within the seven regions that practice Christianity, you, you will have a lot of Muslims living there too with mosque and all that stuff and you know and all of that okay the the regions that practice islam are they uh which side are they on they are the they are, uh, on the northern side of cameroon so we have uh the northern side of cameroon we have adamawa region we have uh we have the northern region and we have the, the extreme north region are they with the government yeah they're all french speaking they're all they're all they're all french speaking so they're they're with the government, the Muslims. Yeah, they are, yeah, they are with the government. The, the two English-speaking regions in Cameroon are the northwestern region and the southwest region. You know, yeah. Is the is president a Muslim or French-speaking or what? The president is supposedly to be a Christian. He's supposedly from, he's a Catholic. He's a Catholic. Okay, so the president's a Catholic, and what? Is he French-speaking? Yeah, French-speaking. Okay. Well, yeah. Catholicism, Catholics, uh, some of them are born again. Many of them are not. And uh, yeah. they have their own allegiance. They, they uh, look at church tradition higher than the Word of God. Uh, they follow the Pope that nullifies so many times the Word of God. And uh, the Catholic religion is responsible for the Great Inquisitions and uh, over 60 million Protestants being killed. Uh, the Pope was even uh, had a covenant with Hitler. Wow. So, um, you not only are fighting Muslims, you're fighting uh, uh, Catholics, so to speak. You're fighting, yeah. fighting the French and um, most people don't realize that this type of scenario going on in in Cameroon now um, most pastors how many how many pastors would you say uh, out of the ten regions um, how many pastors uh, are speaking the Word of God how many pastors are are in Cameroon is that churches uh, heavily uh, populated are they in all ten regions or what uh, basically, uh, churches are more within the the English regions and the French regions, but not but not really the, the northern part. You, in the northern part, you you will find um, few churches here and there and stuff, but it's mostly in the English speaking speaking part of Cameroon and uh, the and in the French part, the the central region, littoral and other stuff. You know, so yeah, we have many churches actually. Well, I'll tell you, the French and and in English. If you have uh, basically seven regions that are uh, supposed to be uh, Christians, 
practicing Christianity of one sort or another, whether it's true Christianity or Catholicism, uh, the church is pretty dysfunctional because instead of bringing peace to the nation, there's war in the nation. So the church is pretty dysfunctional. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, um, to an extent I would say so. And uh, I also know that one of the reasons could be because maybe a lot of the pastors are afraid, you know, that they'll be attacked by government officials, the military and all that stuff, because there have been situations where churches were closed down, you know, and all that stuff. So uh, um, I would say, uh, yeah, to an extent, of course, um, there's a challenge of Christians really coming together as one. In, in certain sectors, you know, the Catholics are on their side, the Baptists are on their side, the Pentecostals and all that stuff. At times, it's difficult for them to come together. So I believe if the churches could really come together as one voice, there will be a much more stronger force, you know, and all that stuff. But when we remain segregated, then the government easily takes advantage of, of us, you know, and all that stuff. So... Yeah, the, the church the church is supposed to make disciples. It's supposed to bring salt. It's supposed to be light. It's supposed to, again, uh, take dominion, rule, and reign. Uh, if the church is doing its job and putting in righteous leaders, uh, then evil men wouldn't be prospering and persecuting the church. So the church, I would say, uh, uh, Dr. Sisha, as the church in Cameroon has failed. Yeah, I would agree with you. It's just like the church in America has failed and, and most countries right. around the world. Why are we uh, losing America? Why are they trying to topple the republic and move us into a new world order? Why do so many people in, in Congress, Nancy Pelosi and others, why are they trying to uh, stop the murder of, you know, they're, they're trying to promote the murder of babies in case Roe versus Wade are, is overturned and they, they stop legalized murder of children. But yet you have Pelosi and others, Biden, that want to continue to murder children. The church has failed in America. That's really sad because I was sharing that with uh, some pastors uh, today. And, and I said, it's time the church in America needs to arise. We don't have to wait for the politicians to tell us what to do or to tell us or to define to us what what they you know to tell us what to do the church is supposed to be the light in every society and the pastors needs to be able to arise the church in america needs to stand up as one voice and say no we can we don't support this we, we do not approve this and the church needs to press on until that is done the bible says in the latter days the law will go out will, will go will go forth from zion not from the politicians so I think the church in America needs to stand up and, you know, stand on what is right and, you know, tell the government what is right. You know, um, yeah. So most pastors, would you say in Cameroon, are basically intimidated and afraid and keeping their mouths shut instead of truly being uh, what Christ would have them be, true ambassadors? Yeah, of course, a lot of pastors are scared and afraid and they don't even dare talk about it. A lot of them are afraid to being killed and all that stuff. Because in Cameroon, sincerely, there is no rule of law. There is no rule of law whatsoever in Cameroon. Well, there is none. That's why they need eagle-saving nations in, in Cameroon. Exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, I, I've had Dr. Willie Broad Asicha from uh, Cameroon. He's in America uh, seeking asylum because, uh, again, he's being uh, attacked. They want to kill him, uh, 
put him in prison because of being a true Christian and standing up for the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, just like Watchman D did in China and uh, uh, others have done in the Fox's Book of Martyrs and Dietrich Bonhoeffer in Germany. Um, tell you, uh, Dr. Sicha, I believe, is a true warrior, a true ambassador. I'm proud to have him as my friend, and he's a member of Eagle Saving Nations. Uh, Dr. Sicha, uh, welcome. Uh, thank you, and welcome again for the future. I'll have you back on the Warning Radio program. Thank you, Dr. Jonathan. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me on your platform. I pray the Lord um, increase you much more and increase your, your ministry and your platform that um, it will be a platform where um, the voice of revival will flow across the nations. Thank you. And you help me uh, get people to join Eagle Saving Nations, even in Cameroon. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, click on my website, www.worldministries.org www.worldministries.org and then click on Eagle Saving Nations and please be a member today. We must rise up and stop the insanity not only in Cameroon, all over America and all over the world as they're trying to topple each and every country. Join Eagle Saving Nations today. God bless you. I'll have Dr. Willy Brand Sicha on very soon. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.